0: Go Late selects, brought to you by Sky. Watch new, exclusive, and unmissable content only on Sky. Go down, go down,
1: go down. So I think uh, before we start, can I take uh, a swig of water before you? Respect? Yeah, go for it. I think before we start uh, the episode, uh, we should spend two minutes uh, me opening the presents that you brought me back from Paris.
2: Ah, it won't take two minutes, Simon. But off you
1: go. <laughs> oh, I can't believe you got me one of them. <laughs> Let's do
2: it. Welcome to Go Loud Selects with Aiden Power and a humpy, grumpy Simon the Lady because he didn't get a surprise from Paris.
1: Oh, I did. <laughs> I got a surprise. <laughs> yeah, You're wrong. Nothing, nothing.
2: Nothing. Uh, this is a Go Loud Selects production. No. Go Loud or. do no, let me do that again. This is a Goaloud production brought to you by Sky Ireland. Very good. Yes. And the only
1: thing you forgot was Goaloud selects is a Goaloud original. Right. Well, it's good to see you too, Simon.
2: It's great to see you. And welcome back. You got a great color. I did indeed. Thanks very much. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, the weather was good. The was weather was good. Was it? Yeah. Were you inside? Yeah. <laughs> you must have been. I was, and I mean, was... you're reflecting. I can see me all reflection <laughs> in your face. <laughs> I've been inside watching stuff. We're going to kick off this week's show by telling yes. you about uh, a new three-part documentary series that is controversial yeah and uh, the figure within it is controversial yes. because she was and to some people maybe still is an icon uh, certainly of the 20th century she being mother teresa this three-part documentary is called mother teresa for the love of god and this is made by sky documentaries and it examines the reputation of a saint because she is is a saint still a saint but um through revelations that have come out over uh, preceding years that halo is uh, yeah, this is gonna
1: suspect di- this kind of dive into it because as you said she had such a reputation she came from and looked after supposedly looked after the orphans the her work, sick the orphans vidayan. of Calcutta the street kids of Calcutta or Kolkata as it's now known um, and was moved around the world uh, you know preaching her message uh, looking for help and looking for donations and she received billions and billions and billions of uh, dollars and euros. And and this documentary kind of opens the lid and looks into what happened to that money, what didn't happen to that money, what was supposedly, you know, planned for that money and didn't happen.
2: We all remember growing up, you know, she was revered and she was so um, popular or like well known globally as this, you know, hugely
1: charitable Saintly figure, and,
2: whole, um, and and you know she was, it was like the look was so oh, absolutely and distinctive, she was, there was and she whole campaign
1: that they wanted her to be sainted while she was still alive, and didn't she pass away the same day as Lady Diana? She did, yeah. I might as well jump hey in. Hey, John, here. how are hey, you? Hey, John, hi guys. Did, did you she? Get she? There's
2: um, not that it might Sorry, ever come up in a pub
1: quiz, but that is a bit of. She did. She, did. she died the same day as, as, as Princess she Diana. Did, yeah, yeah, yeah. got overshadowed. Well, she, she didn't me. get a look in. No, she didn't. No, nope.
0: no. John, can you tell us any more about this? I. I've always been a little suspect of... Really? I just feel like... Th- okay, you mentioned the money thing, okay? She obviously had hospices. She had... Orphanages. Uh, a kind of a, an ecosystem almost, taking care of what was, I mean, bitter poverty, horrible grinding poverty in India. And, and, and lepros- people with leprosy. leprosy and-, and. But she had this order, like the, the nuns who followed her around and tried to kind of do her good work. They weren't medically trained. Yeah. They weren't quite in their elements, as in they had these sick people, maybe very sick people, people towards the end of end of life. And there's a few kind of bits and pieces reading about as well. Just the idea that like they never clean needles, they use them again and again. Kids would be sitting in like their feces. Uh you'd have people towards the end of death kind of essentially not getting the, the kind of dignity and care they deserved. So I don't deny that her maybe motivation was correct. Yeah, the intention was that yes. she was gonna look after the sickest of the sick and the poorest of the poor, but did she and her maxim was always suffering brings you
1: closer to God she came mm. here in the 70s and she denounced it was abortion, in the 80s wasn't it the 80s early she 80s denounced abortion and said we shouldn't be getting divorced and all that kind of stuff and it's going to be interesting well that to
2: see what, toe on the line with the, the well of course it was church, yeah. Yeah.
1: but it's going to be interesting to see what the doc, what the reaction is to this documentary I think there's going to be uh, there's a lot more to come I think rather than just the three episodes of this because I think the, the waves of what comes out of this will reverberate I when think is, so. When is that available to watch? I know. Right now? Right now. Um, and
0: again I would say that it's interesting that you have someone like her kind of beyond her approach for a long, long time and again, no they did a lot of great work, but these figures, you know, you think of people like, you know, Churchill, that kinda of, mm-hmm. So many like great things easily identify with their name, but you kinda of delve into it a bit <clears throat> more. It's like, well, he was kind of in the Indian colonies beating people to a pulp if they weren't yeah, kind of yeah. toned the line and yeah. you know yeah yeah no, like so,
2: Churchill was responsible bef- um, for you know concentration camps long before the Nazis were
0: it's mm. it's a hard one to kind of square because you know you, the reputation precedes a person and that kind of history is written by you know certain people but mm-hmm. when you go back and revise it I just wanted to raise it it's a tough one because she's doing God's work mm-hmm. and people have to respect that but probably wasn't doing it in the best way and taking massive donations from despots and uh, very questionable characters and give them to the church is
2: that in itself yeah, is bit, where did it yeah, can go? you be um, my learned ecumenical friends can you be can you have your sainthood whipped off you defrocked defrocked is that what I don't know sounds right it would never she is like
0: a poster child for the church mm-hmm. there's no way they It'd be would be ever it be interesting to back. see the,
1: the reaction of the That's church I mean, to I this think...
2: and also her defenders because I believe what's yeah. in this documentary is pretty indefensible
0: yeah, uh, and again, I know they're trying to go both sides because obviously this is not someone who was going around in a Rolls Royce
1: uh, living high on the hog. Like she, Yeah, yeah. She's like, she spent her time. But well, then maybe is there, is, there, uh, is ignorance bliss in, in her case maybe or does that come out in the documentary that she actually was aware aware of what was going on or wasn't? Uh, I think, again, it's,
0: it's, it's a case of nobody is one thing or another. People have different yeah, shades yeah. of their character. This is someone who came from a relatively traumatic kind of childhood, like the father died young, the church stepped in there. And she kinda of felt she had a kinda of a debt to pay her whole life. Yeah. She maybe went a bit too zealous on that.
1: But mm. she was an inspirational figure as well. I mean, can one. you balance it out with maybe all the good that she's done?
2: Perhaps. I think I think the best thing is to watch it and Why make your own mind that. up then. So it's called Mother Teresa for the Love of God. It's a three part documentary series and it is available and made by Sky Documentaries.
1: It's not untypical with people like her. She's a seller of indulgences to the very rich, while a preacher of resignation and submission to the poor, who she's helped to fleece. So it's a pretty long bill of indictment. Would you like a recommendation? Go on then. Now it's one that we've spoken about before. It's a show that we've spoken about before but it's come to an end. It has come to an end. I watched the final series over the last two weeks and I got to the finale last weekend. And I have to say I think it's one of the best finales I've seen in a long time. It is of course Ozark. Um, oh, you're done and finished. Done. Finished it. So did they split season four into they two did. chunks? Like most things, it was disrupted by COVID. So they did seven and seven, I think, much like uh, a lot of the stuff on Netflix at mm. the time. So they did seven episodes in the first part of the final season and then they finished it uh, only a couple of weeks ago and I caught up with it. And I think I watched the last three episodes in one sitting because it's just that good. Um Jason Bateman who is there's a great thing at the end of it when it's finished there's a half hour featurette at the end of it that is a little half hour documentary about the show about how it was made how it was conceived how it was created who are the creators behind it why it was cast uh, and it gives you a little insight into the show what I would say is don't watch the featurette until you get to the finale because there's not spoilers in a it, but it'll just you'll see too much you'll see too much but the finale uh, some people didn't like the finale I thought it was beautifully done Uh, and we spoke with this a couple of weeks ago about the emergence of when we were talking about Don Draper and that the anti-hero because these people are not good Jason Bateman's character is not good they're doing bad work if you don't know the story Mm. he's an accountant who unbeknownst to himself him his partner and him his company had been laundering money for the Mexican cartels His partner gets involved in it and gets killed in the first episode and Jason Bateman is told by the cartel, you now have to keep doing this. In fact, you have to launder $500 million in the next 30 days or we're going to kill you and everybody belonging to you. And the show goes from there. It's incredible. It's incredible. The writing, the directing, like even looking at the directions. The directors, Robin Wright directed some of the the last season. Jason Bateman's directed an awful lot of it. They've had some top, top directors in there. They brought a new character into season four, which I love about TV series Mm. as opposed to movies because you get that so much time to tell your story. And even after season three and season four, you can drop a new character in and they wallop. Like there's a new character in the final season that plays right through the series and he's brilliant in it. I won't give anything away, um I cannot recommend it higher. Like for me it it just screams Netflix. That's why I have Netflix, mm. is to watch shows like this. Yeah. And Bateman, who's been on film sets, and television sets, since it's he a was child. six. Yeah. Since he
2: was so, six. Because uh, I listened to his podcast and we spoke about it, the smartest Smartless, podcast. Yeah, and and, and it, yeah. sometimes you get some uh, information about That's his, right, yeah. his, ba- like his his childhood, because his parents were involved in the industry. Yeah, yeah It's
1: an incredible story. So, yeah. he's, he, he's an incredible man. And it's amazing. And it turned
2: out, you know, as a lot of, child actors don't always turn out well no, absolutely. and go on to be very well, he successful. He clearly,
1: as he says in the featurette, he sat and he listened and he learned when he was on set for all those years because he's turned into one of the best TV directors. Well, the most, one of the best directors in the business. And everybody in, in the featurette who's interviewed, all the cast are interviewed, all the other creatives, the people who created the show, people who wrote us, they all talk about JB, about Jason Bateman. He was the driving force behind the show, and as well as directing he's playing the lead what a role Marty Burt and Laura Linney is incredible the two kids playing their, their son and their daughter mm-hmm. amazing uh, Julia Garner who plays Ruth Langmore whose storyline through the four seasons is phenomenal and she talks in the feature right about thanking everybody for for making her become part of the show she's like come on to this show I've made my uh, my best friends in my in my life now in my circle are from. She's kind of grown up from on it, this hasn't show. She, she has yeah. what an actor and her storyline in season four is just phenomenal, and it it's all tied up. It all finishes, which is what I love about it as well. It's not finished and You go, Jesus, is the runner episode. It's done. It's finished. They drew a line under it. Bravo.
3: Everything I've been dreaming about for four years. Back on the four, Chicago PD.
2: All I could think about was you people.
1: Bravo. Yeah. And game over. Finite. That's it. Yeah, yeah. There's going to be no more. And I just cannot wait to see what comes next from Bateman because yeah. he's not finished there. You know, he can't be. He no, can't and he's be. firmly established himself as a serious actor. Oh my as god! As
2: opposed to the, the
1: comedy roles. I mean, roles. He's won, he won the Emmy for it. he won a Golden Globe for us He won a Golden Globe as director for us I mean, the amount of awards the show, uh, Julia Garner, who she herself won the Emmy or the Golden Globe. Like, it's just, it has swept the boards over the four years that it ran. Mm. Um, and I'm raging there's no more. But it is done. If you haven't watched it, honestly, God, boys and girls, Get on Ozark, and listen. Even it was too slow. One or two. Love the way you talk like it. you're presenting kids' TV. Boys and girls, uh, they know they know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen? Have you watched it? Okay,
2: so here's the thing. I have watched the first two seasons. Oh right. And then there was a gap. Yeah. And season three came back, and I must have been deep into something else. Yeah, like, yeah. I'll, I'll wait. I'll wait. But I know it's there. Yeah. And I waited too long, and I went to watch season three only recently, and I couldn't remember a feckin' thing about season one and two. So I need to take some time. Go Step back. back and go back over the end of season two. It'll be worth the brother. Yeah, Just
1: yeah. get the last two episodes of season two. No, I will because
2: interest. I had no reason to stop watching yeah. watching it other than they stopped making it for a while. Because I did love it. I did oh, really, really show. love it. What a yeah, show! It really sucks you. Thank you, Netflix. I love it.
1: Ah. What about you, kiddo? What have you
2: got? So I'm excited this week because uh, a show I've enjoyed uh, for the past couple of years uh, is back and like other shows there was a gap and a break because there had to be but Das Boots, Season 3 oh, came I back out this week and I'm a uh, big, big fan of it. Um, obviously people will know that it's the name and, and the story is based on uh, a movie from 1981, Wolfgang Peterson, five hour plus movie <laughs> <Wowzers>. <laughs> which might put some people off. Yeah. Uh, they, they've, taken a lot and done a lot different with, with the television show so it is as the title kind of suggests the boat it's set on a submarine yeah. but not all of it is because I think they thought you know it's setting an entire series on a submarine, submarine during yeah. World War 2 in 1942 which just might be a little bit too one dimensional and a bit too claustrophobic because it is um, so part of the story happens on land in La Rochelle in occupied France so, is this the
1: new season order. No, this is from the beginning okay, now. Cool, yeah,
2: yeah, they've they've moved on to Lis- Lisbon now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but season one starts there and you have uh, a brother and sister. Uh, he's a young fella who's just signed up with the German Navy and he's gone off on his first U-boat mission. She's working as uh, an administrator for the Gestapo in La Rochelle. Wow. But she's also working with the French resistance. Ooh. So what you have is kind of dual stories taking place on land, and at sea, I love you have all these young, bearded, testosterone-pumped lads who are out re- ready for war, and like you know, you can only try and imagine. But very soon they realise the horrors of war and the dangers of war, yeah. because like life expectancy on a U boat, what wasn't a whole?: wasn't no. and, and did wasn't you say that long.
1: That it's season three dropping now.
2: Season three just started last week, so I've got to go back and start. Yeah, and you I, you we love like it. it, and it's it's in German, but it's subtitled. Oh no, I love it. Um, but it's really, oh, yeah, going, yeah. it's so good. And it's if if you're a fan of like shows like Band of Brothers and other yeah, things yeah. like that, it's good. But it's always interesting to see the other side of it, and we saw that with Generation War, which was essentially right, kind of yeah, the yeah. German version of, of Band of Brothers, because we you know sometimes can have a very one sided view of yeah. everything and America and the victors and all this, but like the millions and millions of people who were fighting in the war for Germany they were just ordinary young fellas too yeah, yeah. not all of them believed in the cause yeah. but they were they had no choice to fight so they so that's explored in this as well the very human elements of it and you know some of them are more fervent than others and tell me where can one watch this out? It's, it's a Sky production Excellent. it's on Sky Atlantic and oh. so you would find the past couple of seasons of it on now
1: I'm loving it It's so good All
2: right, it's I'm in so, yeah. You
1: giving that such a fervent recommendation I'm in Would you watch that kind of stuff now Johnny? I remember watching the film years ago years ago and it
0: was seemingly endless it went on for hours and hours and <laughs> hours And was it that boot? And it was just the the hull of the submarine was just grinding oh. in the background Bing. Yeah it was like what's going to happen here? Yeah and that, and that red brutal.
2: light Yeah It was It was very gripping though it was amazing but um, Yeah it's yeah. very uh, very atmospheric but even like the scenes when they're on the sub if you're in any way kind of panicky or anything like that or oh, have anxiety, even no, watch? My, yeah. that's my
1: idea of hell. Is it really is having to get on a submarine. Yeah. Have you ever had to play someone on a submarine? Uh, <laughs> Has that come up in your varied career? Yet? Been, have you no. ever played
2: a military person of any um played class? a soldier, yeah. A, in,
1: I played a soldier in a movie. Um it was a movie about two stunt men, actually. Yeah, right. uh, and I had the same where I had to be blown up. Um, I think that's the only soldier I've ever played. I don't think I'd be much of a soldier. I'd look after the catering. I'd, that would be my contribution <laughs> you, to a you war could effort. You'd
2: be like the Bob Hope doing the entertainment yeah, for exactly, the troops. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. How you doing,
1: gentlemen? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Here's oh, another Alright Johnny Do you want to jump in With your recommendation Come year?
0: on Johnny We'll go uh, back to Netflix And uh, the Andy Warhol Diaries ah, Oh movies. I've seen
2: yeah. this pop up now Loving
0: Why it. should we click on Loving it Loving it Yeah, It's based on the Andy Warhol Diaries an actual book So this is a drama You know what it is And it's what Netflix do Again and again It's yeah. a documentary With a twist nice. So yeah, they have it. him Narrating his own diaries a Oh bit of, Wow they have lots of great talking heads, not too many, because I kind of hate that in documentaries, but the people mm. who you want, so like the assistants, the people in the know, people who live with him, talks okay. about his private life in a way that most documentaries just never could. Shy away to, yeah, or from, I should say. He yeah. was, uh, not to sound too disparaging, because I love Andy Warhol stuff, he was like a kind of a vampire creep in many ways, <laughs> in that he would surround himself with very talented people, uh, they would infuse his work with their own And he'd things, dump them. And he would it would be his name above the door and that's the end of it. Whereas this kind of shows the fragility behind that because he got shot, nearly killed in 1969 when those people in his orbit was like, you're just basically using me. You're evil. You're scum and I'm going to kill you. And
1: And tell me, is it a feature or is it a series? Eight part series. Oh, loving it. Loving it. Something
0: you can get your teeth into. Really good. Each Eps probably a good a good hour, I and it goes to like kind of into the sixties, the seventies, their relationships. Then into the eighties, when he gets in with like Jean-Michel Basquiat. Yeah, yeah. He goes from this obviously revered kind of edgy artist in the in the sixties to someone who's so obsessed with money and as he puts that have so many mouths to feed that he becomes an industry, and he's just. But why has he got mouths to feed? Is it people has, working for him, or are just hangers on? He wants to. He has a magazine. He has like. Uh, his own kind of multimedia corporation as well. He is all these people as well on his payroll who've been with him since the start and have developed and they're clearly very talented. Do you understand that this guy is a brand? And he knows that. And he was aware aware of this before anybody talks about it. He calls art commerce, not in a tongue-in-cheek way either. Mm, He loves business, loves how it works. So it's about his personal relationships as well, like the men in his life. And he always maintained he was kind of asexual and he never answered questions when they were, directed to him but we see there's two guys in particular
1: who they tried their best with him but after a while they couldn't did it, did it make you appreciate him or his art or his business acumen any more or less by watching it? Do you know that that one question
0: uh, so what are they really like that's actually answered in this? Most documentaries right. you see you don't get an answer mm. you know it's very hard to actually get a, a full sense of someone like him in particular who played that game so well he was
1: always And he was an enigma Complete you know. He was enigma. a cartoon character
0: almost yeah. at one point but at the very heart of it he is this really I suppose insecure person who loved beauty craved being around beauty and talent but he himself was no beauty and he knew this yeah did he not like himself or his his own image he hated his own image he tried like he wore a wig from the age of like in his 20s he always tried to have makeup on and he had bad skin his nose was kind of bulbous um, he always felt that he was maybe too fey, he wasn't comfortable around the kind of New York and a gay scene either, he yeah. always felt a bit too aggressive and forward. Uh, so he was all these weird contradictions but at the heart of it he was extremely like driven by his work mm. and for that to happen he needed lots of people around him.
1: Has there ever been a biopic made of him? I know he's appeared as people have played him in various TV mm. and movies. Well, I guess past. this is it
0: isn't it? I know there was a film
2: of
1: Oh,
0: sorry,
2: you mean like with with an actor playing him? Yeah, like Philip
1: Seymour Hoffman Bowie played him
0: in a a Film about Jean oh, Michel Basquiat, yeah, who's yeah, a young yeah, artist yeah. that we see in this documentary yeah, yeah. in the 80s and played him well. Uh, a few people they usually just throw on the wig and act a bit, edgy. yeah, and the glasses, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. I wonder, okay, cause it sounds, it sounds yeah. there to well, be done. But he's not someone
2: I think most people day to day would know a huge amount about. We know the can yeah. of soup, yeah, but they know his work, yeah. Well, thing? that's what we know his work, we know and nothing he about him. So
1: many artists, yeah, of, of generations after him, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so where is that on? That's
0: on Netflix, um. Again, I kind of went into it thinking, oh, I'll see where the first step goes, and I, I, I binged it. I loved it. Yeah. Uh, and again, there's other documentaries out there about him, but they're all fixated on the 60s and about underground and the kind yeah. of drugs and the, the filth, whereas this yeah. is, he's in his townhouse in New York, he's rich and established, 70s yeah. and 80s, and he's just kind of at a crossroads as really we know what to do. I love it.
1: Andy, do you think that pop art has sort of reached the point where it's becoming repetitious now?
0: Uh, yes.
2: Do you think it should break away from being pop art? Uh, no. Are you just going to carry on? Uh, yes. Seeing as we're talking about famous people, iconic people, in fact, yeah. we've mentioned Mother Teresa, we mentioned Andy Warhol. What about the mystery of Marilyn Monroe? If he's come across that, the no. unheard tapes. No, I heard it's no. brilliant. Though. Download it before you go on your hollybops.
1: Yeah. It's very, very Visit good.
2: Is it's a podcast? Uh, no, it's a, a one part series on Netflix. Oh trying to reveal and uncover the real, uh, unravel the mystery as to how and why Marilyn Monroe died on that night because there's, there's different stories have emanated oh, yeah. about her death and the stories that are revealed in this documentary, all through archive tapes and it's, it's done very well. So there's a guy called Anthony Summers and he lives in Ireland. He's a, he's a writer. So the, the, the Netflix show opens and you're looking at all these beautiful drone shots of landscapes and you know, that's Ireland what's that got to do with Marilyn Monroe so this guy going back a number of years ago maybe 20-30 years ago tried to investigate her her death and rang up and interviewed so many people uh, related to Marilyn Monroe as in people who had worked with her in the movie industry directors uh, Billy Wilder's in it Peter Lawford's in it um, and then also people who were connected on the night of her death from the ambulance drivers private investigators and all this so there's like Shed loads of all this, these audio archives. So what they've done is they've got actors to recreate them. So they dub the actors. The actors are acting out the tape as it's playing. And it's that wow, So okay. visually. Yeah, it's done yeah. really, really well. I'm loving and that. it's done in the time of when he did the interviews, which was like 70s, 80s or 90s. It's a long time ago. Um, anyway, the revelations that come out about what happened to Marilyn Monroe and the night she died are Jaw dropping.
1: Wow, and it's a one it's a one a feature length. Yeah, it's one, one off. Oh, I'm having that tonight. Yeah, and
2: the Kennedys are involved and of course they are. all that. And it's 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 very tragic and sad, but it's brilliantly made and it does actually endeavour and does deliver by saying it is, you know, a proper and is that investigation. Netflix? That's on Netflix. What's yeah. it called? Uh, the Unheard Tapes, The Mystery of Marilyn Monroe. Oh nice one. It's really, really good.
0: Yeah. Excellent. She had a some string of uh fellas. Yeah. I, I just I mean yeah. None of them seem to be suited to her,
2: and that's covered in the documentary. The men she married, like she, she had married uh, Joe DiMaggio, Arthur baseball Miller. player, and then Arthur Miller, and you know, and the marriages didn't last long at yeah. all because they couldn't handle her. They couldn't handle her fame. Yeah, yeah. They couldn't ha- handle her popularity, her sexuality.
1: Everyone else wanted to only be with her. Twenty-seven, wasn't she? she was very young. Yeah. What a talent, too. What a talent. Great call. Good shout.
0: Go aid selects brought to you by Sky. Watch new, exclusive, and unmissable content only on Sky. Go out! Go out!
2: Go out! Now it's time to welcome back Brian Lloyd, movies editor of entertainment.ie. A Brian. professional. There's a professional in the room. This is the professional
1: segment <laughs> of the podcast. Speaking of segments, like, <laughs> 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 hey, I
3: like what
2: you did there.
1: You're better than that, Simon. You're oh, better than no, that. No, I'm not, and you know it. Go uh, on. You remember a couple weeks ago we had a. We, Brian was rating one of his recommendations and rather than doing the old oh, five stars and all that we created a what would you call it a sliding scale of, would, yeah a rating system a rating system yeah. involving uh, one of our favourite confections the Terry's Chocolate Orange hold so we said fair. he says we hold on a second
3: he says there. we yeah yeah what's this we <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm an
1: after <after-rates> guy
3: <laughs> like yeah, yeah. yeah like okay I'm, I, I really hope Terry's Chocolate Orange aren't
1: sponsoring this they're podcast they're not now
3: good well they're <laughs> gack like they're they're what? absolute they are absolute mank. I don't know how. Are you getting
1: eat? me back for not liking Leonard Cohen? No,
3: no, 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 that's not it at all. That's those are two separate oranges. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it means Simon more Terry's chocolate orange for um, us. So you decided, yeah, on, that Terry's on chocolate a scale, orange. How
1: many slices of chocolate orange would be you a give raven a, a show or a movie? Mm. Now, when we talked about it, you said actually there's only about six in it.
3: Yeah, I'd say about six And I
1: agreed So you both think there's six slices in a chocolate orange Roughly, yeah no. John thinks there's ten, our producer And you think I there's I think anything up to twenty uh, you're... I think on the podcast you said thirty
3: Well, okay <laughs> there's, so there's, no d- way, there's no way there's thirty You can get that okay. idea well, yeah. Listen to
1: this I have, They're not the size of a football size. I am unboxing a Terry's chocolate orange right? So first we're going to find out what's how many slices uh, Yeah, and then the way to open it Is that Ooh. You drop it on both sides, right? Like there's, so. there's
3: actually like a method to this.
1: Of course, there is. Not that I thought about it. Can you see more than six there?
3: Holy
2: shit. Yeah, Christ. you see? Uh, they've changed No, them. they haven't. They've so made
1: the slice I'm going to count one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, Don't eleven, 11 twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighty, nineteen, twenty. <laughs> well, oh, that is amazing. A reason. What I did not expect it also, that. it's a kick in the nuts for whatever movie you gave three slices of chocolate orange to. <laughs> yeah, a three out of twenty is shit. I don't
3: believe. I, There's I twenty slices. Thought,
1: I thought that. Well, look. Give okay, hold on, on, on a second
3: anyway. here. I am going to say something. Now right. you said these are gack. I'm going to try one now. These oh were way thicker. I remember
2: these being way no, thicker. Your melts were smaller.
1: Your mouth was smaller. That's I
2: thought not, they were sliced like you'd slice an orange. You would yeah. slice an orange into twenty. Anyhow, oh, these so are lovely.
1: That's beautiful. Don't throw it away. Oh, it's nice. You know, like, honestly I think that's crack. Yeah I think yeah, that's man. So we've solved that argument <laughs> You know finish it But like So, so Are we still going then, with
3: that
2: As our raising system I think So it can be anything so up to 20, 20 is, yeah. your,
1: is your scale now To All make right. it
2: even more awkward for me. What's like, your, yeah, what's yeah, your yeah. first show so then That we're going to give well, A cherry chocolate rating <clears <clears <throat> to
1: Well we continue eating <laughs> cheese chocolate Very odd Jesus that's man It really is
3: man
2: It's gorgeous
3: chocolate It's really not
2: Oh Jesus Alright you You wash that down yeah. We've got, we got some good stuff this week. Is it a busy week for movies TV? Really,
3: really busy, yeah. So well I'll catch up if I can. Yeah. If I'll catch up if I can. So there's two films I want to talk about that are currently in cinemas. Go for it. So the first one is on Colleen Kuhn.
1: Ah.
3: Now, yeah.
1: Which was your second five star rating of the year, am I right?
3: And that's why I want to talk about it Let's because do it. I genuinely think this is and I got I got I got in a little bit of bother for this over the weekend, but I I'm I'm sticking to it. I genuinely think this is the best Irish language film ever made. Wow. I really really think right. it's that good. And not only that as well, but I do think it's one of those things that like if this film was in French or German or Japanese or in like in any other kind of language other than Irish, hmm. people wouldn't question the, the fact. Critics that... Critics would be uh, tripping over it. Exactly, yeah. that's my point. But the fact that it is as- because as- it's as- Irish because it's Oscar as- I do think Irish audiences generally tend to have an opinion
2: of. Uh, I don't know if that's not that good. Uh, that's- well, why that some film? sort of leaving cert school hangover? I mean,
3: an Never
1: did and, and Yeah, but also yeah. at the end of the day, even for the filmmakers, it doesn't really matter whether it does well here or not.
3: No, that's the <laughs> you point. Know what I mean, mm. that's outside the point. Ireland. What's the it about? Um, so it's a basically it's based on a short story written by uh, Claire Keegan. It's about this young girl. Uh, her. Parents are kind of estranged, but it's in a very sort of chaotic house in the 80s in Ireland. She's sent to live with her, her mother's first cousin. And they're basically on this house. And it's really sort of like she's been neglected and kind of, it's not. I mean, it's not kind of said that she's been abused, but she's certainly been neglected in her current house. And she comes to this house and she begins to flourish and, you know, really comes into her own or whatever. But as she's kind of going through it all, she realises that there's actually something has happened in the house. There's been this big, massive tragedy in the house that that isn't talked about, you know? So... Over the course of like you know 90 odd minutes it goes through this story and it's done really really economically but like the performances from everyone in there are absolutely incredible Catherine Clinch wow. this is her first role she's only like
1: I want to say 8 yeah, or 9 years old She's amazing
3: Amazing and Carrie Crowley who you might remember from your RTE days I would yeah Yeah she for is a Moorbeg, wasn't she? Yeah. Was she the, a Moorbeg? She was, she? was really? with Dara
1: O'Brien. Mm. The really?
3: Yeah. Well, like a human with the Moorbeg. Oh, I she think, was right? she with the Moorbeg. She was the costume. Yeah. Dara O'Brien was on Echo Island, and I know That's that right, because board, I was yeah. on Echo Island as a, as a wee gossam. Is that where you started? Mm. That was right. I was yeah. on the Hot Sea Quiz, yeah. Oh. And my specialist subject was the Jungle Book. That's another day well, story.
1: Well, there you wow. go. Carrie Crowley's one of the best singers I've ever heard in my life. Really? Musical theatre performer as well, yeah. Yeah. Amazing. But she's brilliant in the
3: yeah. Yeah. She's fantastic in this. Andrew Bennett, brilliant in this as well. He does be on the Andrew Yeah. What a voice. Yeah. yeah. And he and actually, funny enough, I would nearly put him I would say if they were ever going to make a Leonard Cohen biopic, he could play him. There you go. Wow. Just, there's a little bit Great. of connectivity Another movie there.
1: I know. don't I think he'd still, still go and see it. He'd still <laughs> go <and> see it. <laughs> Even if Andrew was in it, and I love Andrew.
3: Yeah, but, um, and anyways, yeah. So, and it's uh, a husband
1: and wife team yes, in terms of produ- producer, writer and all that.
3: Yeah, yeah, Colin Barade and it's um, genuinely, this is like the best, one of the best films I've seen this year. It's five stars. If you see it in the cinema... Trust me, go see it. You will not be disappointed. Wow!
1: How many slices of chocolate and orange? I'll it give get?
3: it the full twenty. So
1: oh. I, Jesus! I will give it
3: the full twenty. It's that good. 20. I swear to God.
2: I'm telling so you, that's, right. a, that's a 10 out of 10. If that's a 10 it, out of 10. That's doesn't
1: exist anymore. 20 slices of chocolate and orange out of 20. The full 20 gack pieces of. Uh... <laughs> Come here. Is it still in cinemas? Has it got a general release? Will it? Yeah, it And has also, it... will there be talk now of the foreign language uh, Oscars? saying um... Now, funny you say that. Yeah. Funny you should say
3: that because I could easily see them submitting this. Well, why wouldn't it be? They should. I mean, they absolutely should. I mean, can. Consider the fact that like other films that have gone forward, yeah, um, to the long list and to the short yeah. list for the best uh, foreign language in, yeah. the, in the Oscars and stuff. Oh, I could easily see this stand that. because I mean it is the it is such a a broad kind of story that I think it would work anywhere. It's not necessarily yeah, course, Irish, yeah. and I do think that is a kind of a that's a problem. I think with a lot of Irish language films is that they make a kind of. Parochial, do you very know that kind of way. Like yeah, it's yeah. very, very insular. Whereas this is
2: It's a universal It's, like story. A universal yeah, it's story. not Ross and
3: Not in the slightest. No, and it could apply to anywhere. Do you know, yeah, that kind yeah, of way yeah. the story of like a young girl who's been. Neglected. And
2: didn't Parasite kind of break out even from the yeah. foreign language yeah. category? That's right. And have success yeah. at the That's office. it. Yeah. That's and, like amazing. that's the
3: thing. Like I think the fact that like when you have like you know Netflix, you have Amazon Prime, you have Apple TV Plus, you have yada 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 people are now more willing to give a shot to foreign language films than they've ever been before because they're looking for something different. They're looking yeah, for something they haven't seen. Like you look at even, it doesn't even have to be these kind of like intimate dramas. It could be something like Train to Busan, which was this fantastic uh, zombie horror film made in South Korea. If you want to check that out, that's another recommendation. Okay. Train to Busan. Yeah. I think you can get it on Amazon Prime. But that's uh, that's a zombie horror film. Fantastic. The Raid as well. Did you see that? No the underrated? Huge Japanese, uh,
2: Singaporean, S- Singaporean,
3: yeah, Singaporean, it's close enough. But um, it's, but again, that's another, uh, that's a, that's a fantastic uh, martial arts film as well. So, like, I think just people are willing to give worlds. Well, this is historic
1: go. then. So uh, we're we're sitting here in episode five, and we've Brian we've already hit the full his first twenty segments. Right, amazing.
2: The only way is down. Then what's wow. next? Downton Abbey, a new
1: era. <laughs> oh, Josephine, right now, Downton Abbey. M. Right. I saw you reviewing this on the television last week. Uh Uh-huh. And I think it's fair to say you didn't like it. No. Didn't enjoy it. I really didn't enjoy
3: this at all. No, I'll tell you, right?
1: (laughs) He's rubbing his forehead. Just to give you the full picture here, ladies and gentlemen.
3: Okay, so... Okay, I fully understand that I am not the intended audience for this. I do know that Downton Abbey has an audience. Mm. I don't know who they are. Mm -hmm. I I mean... uh, You know... (laughs) it certainly it certainly appeals to certain people mm-hmm. uh, I think the stateliness of it the 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 costumes mm. the, the, the 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 makeup the the beautiful scenery and everything nothing happens though like this I swear to God, like for two
2: hours, but maybe that is uh, It's comforting. The actual time, nothing did happen. But that's see, that's it. Like I mean, I think their days back then must have been awful boring.
1: Yeah, but when you're writing a film script, the first thing you'll get in terms of notes from a story editor, a commission editor, is so there'd be story notes, narrative structure, narrative strands. Yeah, must have been a very quiet meeting after the first. I mean, the thing of it is,
3: right. It's all this thing of like uh, Maggie Smith uh, basically finds out that. uh, a person that she basically gave got, got a link from a few years ago oh. uh, left Which, her this house just, like, in that's France. That's a Victorian expression. That's a Victorian expression. Yes. So anyways, yeah, so Maggie Smith basically has left this house in France and uh, a film production company are going to set up in Downton Abbey.
1: That's
3: right. So they, it basically the film is split in two. One half of it goes to France, the other half stays here and makes a film. But even between, they have two completely separate strands of a story. Everything works out for them. Yeah. Nothing ever goes wrong It's always like Oh this absolutely worked out for us Oh we've got so much money now Oh this house is mine
1: Oh amazing Like it's just Now here's a little aside for you Right The director in the movie is played by Hugh Dancy Hugh Dancy You're going to tell me a backstage story Go on Simon I'm, I'm going Hook to tell you up. a story about Hugh Dancy Go on yeah Because the first feature film I ever did Oh yeah Was a Hallmark entertainment version of David Copperfield Oh right yeah and Hugh Dancy played David Copperfield. Uh-huh. And I played his best friend, Tommy Traddles. Right. Mr. Macawber was played by Michael Richards, Kramer from Seinfeld.
3: Nice, nice.
1: And it also featured Sally Fields.
3: Wow.
1: Wow. But that was the first movie I ever did, and it was with Hugh Dancy.
3: I have more questions about Michael Richards than I do Hugh Dancy now. Yeah, well,
1: I'm you. here to field them all.
3: Tell me about you. What was he like in
1: <clears throat> Which one? Michael Richards. Kramer. He was exactly as you'd expect him to be. He was slightly eccentric, uh... Very funny, charming, a uh, little bit mad.
3: Were uh, they filming that here? Or were they
1: filming yeah, that well, no, i shot here. I shot over Jesus. like five months and it was two, two hours. So the first two hours were yeah. there were kids playing Copperfield and Traddles. Mm. <clears throat> and then in the second two hours, they'd grown up and Hugh played Copperfield and I played yeah, Tommy yeah. Traddles. Hence my nickname to this day. My close mates are still Tommy. They call me Tommy because of that. Tommy um, but uh, Kramer, uh, Michael Richards uh, was, it was, before all the, the shit hit the fan with them. Yeah. And I remember I spent a lot of time with them on the set, uh, just hanging out in between takes and having lunch in his trailer and all that kind of stuff. And I was doing a play at the time. <laughs> I was doing a play at the time called The Lords of Love, which was, <laughs> which, was, which was which was a two-hander, written by Owen Colfer. Oh,
3: yeah. Oh, you know Owen Colfer, yeah.
1: And, uh, I didn't know he wrote plays. Yeah, and it was about two van drivers from Wexford. Fair enough. So a niche audience. And we were doing it in the palatial surroundings of the studio on Andrews Lane. 40-seat theatre, upstairs in Andrews Lane. And I was doing that show while we were filming. And I happened to mention it one night, one day on set. And uh, Hugh Dan said, oh, I'd love to come and see it. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, you want to come to Andrews Lane studio to see a play about two Bex- Wexford and van drivers? Yeah, it sounds like a great night out. Marvellous, we'd love that. Michael, do you want to come?
2: And they all came. They actually came. Ah, oh, that's cool. That is cool they of them. Was Sally Field there? They
1: sat in the front row. Like, oh. look, they looked like a dog who'd just been shown a card trick. They were like, <laughs> "What the huh? fuck hell?" Huh? It is. But they came. They were lovely. Hugh Dancy was sound, and that was his first job, first big breakout role. I think, yeah. that, I think that launched him into the states, and uh, he's now married to Claire Danes, isn't he? Uh, well, your career's gonna yeah. similar. Did no, launch you too? Exactly. Did marry Claire Danes? No, and I'm not in LA. Sitting here eating Terry's chocolate <laughs> <laughs> I'm loving it I'm loving, I'm loving it. every bit of it Every segment So Downton Abbey How many slices of chocolate orange does it get? I wouldn't even give a one oh. Would you I regurgitate even. the one you asked? I would,
3: I, would, I, would, I would actually cough up the one I just ate And then leave and that there And
1: feed it to it Because you think it's gack anyway I think it, yeah So we've got either end of the scale We've got a zero oh, segment And a 20 yeah. segments. Brian, as always It's been an education And a pleasure you want the rest of the orange?
3: Yeah, you can. You can hold on to that one, Simon. Cheers. You've got eighteen
2: slices left. Simon, yeah. you laugh. All you, buddy. That's Thank all you, you, bro.
1: you do know I mean to
0: involve you in the running of the estate. Oh, don't worry. There are plenty of hours in the day,
1: and of course I'll have the weekend. What? What is a weekend? Magic stuff, Brian. Great recommendations. There's so just a recap. He re- he gave he gave them zero segments of the chocolate orange to Downton Abbey, Ado. He was giving them all to something else. Yeah, he gave them <laughs> all, all nothing, and maybe. saved them for the Irish language film on Colleen Coon, which got 20 out of 20 segments from Brian. Yeah. Go see that. Sky documentaries
2: have a new series out. Oh, of course. So this is uh, a documentary series that a lot of people are talking about. Three-part series about would you say, legendary figure? Mother Teresa, certainly an icon of the 20th century uh, who in recent years, her her reputation has, well, it's been called into question and that's explored in more detail in this documentary series. It is uh, made by Sky Documentaries. It's called Mother Teresa for the Love of God and it examines the reputation uh, of a saint and questions the work she did and how it was
1: done, the money that was raised and where it all went. It opens up a lot of doors. I don't know what that means? It was an ad for Harvey Norman. <laughs> <laughs> it was up a lot of doors. What does a hammer? A key. So that's that's one of uh, many
2: recommendations that we had for you this week. Yeah, I gave you Ozark. Ozark being in a dash boot from me. John gave us Andy Warhol. Getting in and a, and a bonus, Marilyn Monroe.
1: Absolutely. What have you learned this week? I know.
2: I have learned that. Simon Delaney, for all his years of maturity, is actually a big fucking child inside. Because I didn't bring him back in from Paris, he's been sulking for the past forty minutes. No,
1: I've learned that I was right about the amount of segments in a chocolate orange. I said there was twenty. How many were there? Twenty.
0: Bye.